Welcome to Taiwan Talk. I'm Sheree Felice, and this week I'm joined by Stephen Chen, the head of animation at Blizzard Entertainment. Listen in as we discuss animation, video games, and the advice he'd give to future artists. Welcome to Taiwan Talk. I'm here with Stephen Chen, the senior director of Blizzard Animation at Blizzard Entertainment. Hello, Stephen. How are you? Hello. Why don't you give me a brief background、mm-hmm. of what you do at Blizzard? Oh, okay, my current role is the senior director for Blizzard Animation Department, and what I do is basically three things. I need to make sure that our production pipeline is working because you know animations. Rather complex <laughs> to get it done from beginning to the end, and I'm responsible for the execution part on the 3D side. So definitely making sure pipelines working, departments are talking to each other. A huge part of my job is also managing the group of leaders that's in the studio, like all the department supervisors, digital effects supervisors, and people like that. And lastly, but we think it's very very important, it's also quality control, making sure that the visual quality is hit to our standard. What got you into animation? It's an interesting question. Like when I was growing up, I, I grew up in Taiwan till I was like 13 years old. I didn't know there was even an industry about making films and stuff like that. Didn't really know existed. But we left Taiwan because I was struggling at school、uh, in Taiwan, and my parents were very worried that I was going to pursue something. Along the lines of art, because I showed a lot of interesting art, and being traditional Chinese family, I think they were a little bit nervous about that, and they were hoping that by changing my environment, I could probably do better at school. So we went to New Zealand when I was thirteen, and went through junior high, went through high school, and I think it's like the last two years of high school, my parents realized that you know there's not really other options <laughs> other than letting me pursue the.、Uh, Korean art, so I ended up going to a university in Wellington, New Zealand, majoring in illustration. So、okay. this is traditional media, pencil on paper, ink, watercolor, oil painting type of stuff. It's not until I graduated, I realized that you know in New Zealand, a country that's around you know three three million people at the time, they don't need that many illustrators. <laughs> so it's, it was very difficult to get a real. Full time job that my family consider my parents mostly consider a real job. You know, most、right. of the work you get is freelancing. So had a bit of a struggle. Eventually realized that there was a huge film studio in Wellington, where like literally half an hour from where I live, that just made、uh, Lord of Rings series. So I basically went out to all my connections from my school and trying to figure out did anyone get into that film studio? Like, is there any you know contact person I can reach out to? And very luckily, one of my teacher from first year of college, he actually went there and become an art director. So I reached out to him. He looked at my portfolio, and his take was. This is not the type of people we're looking for. You know, this is very cartoony. I was doing a lot more magazine illustrations, stuff like that, like more like cartoons. But he did introduce a few artists in there, and I was able to spend a lot of time with one particular artist that was in there, and did a lot of sculpting with him, did a lot of like drawing with him, and eventually got into Weta as a concept artist. Even though I was there for a short amount of time, but that kind of exposed. Like the whole world of movie making, making for me, and like I said before, previously I didn't even know that it's actually a real job. So from there, I went and did a year in Vancouver Film School、uh, to pursue computer graphics because you know、uh, at the time the studio had very limited spot for concept artists, but quite a high demand for CG artists. So I went to Vancouver for a year, got my one year in CG, and got a new demo reel. That's a modeling demo reel. 
um, and I was able to land the job at Blizzard. Uh, that was 13 years ago. Yeah. What is the difference between a concept artist and a CG artist? Sure, concept artist is more in pre-production. So before you kind of nail your design and stuff like that, you need concept artists to help you visualize, right? Mm-hmm. So usually after, say, script is done, you know the story. You hire a group of concept artists that comes in and they basically interpret the vision. And visualize it for you. So it could be like quick sketches, it could be paintings on computer or pencil on paper. So that's kind of their job. They're more like visualizing the vision of the the, the movie or the animation you're, you're working on. Okay. And once they are done, those concepts are passed to what we would consider production artists. And they are like you know modelers, animators, rigging artists, uh, effects artists, lighting artists, and they basically um, take these concepts as guide. And kind of fulfill them in 3D. Okay. Yeah. So that's the main difference. Right. Yeah. Is there a specific type of animation that you have a specialty in? Well, I started out in modeling. Like modeling is the department that makes the model that you see on the screen. Okay. So to use uh, some of the Overwatch shorts, tracer in the raw form is a model, and then you need a surfacing artist to texture her, like put you know colors on her and establish materials. On the model, and then you need a rigging artist to rig it, and you need animators to animate. You need a lighting artists to light it. But when I entered the industry, my first position at Blizzard was modeling artist. So I came in as a modeler. Okay. Yeah. I know you said there's a bunch of people involved、mm-hmm. in the production process, but how do you go from creating a model or an idea of something、mm-hmm. to making it come alive on screen?、Mm. The best way to think about it is imagine real world comparison. Is you have a puppet. So the modelers, they create the puppet. Okay. Then you have the rigging department, and the rigging departments are the people that goes in and place skeleton or joints in the model to prepare the puppet so it can move. It can be animated properly, and you pass that asset to the animation department, and the animators are. We kind of jokingly say they're closeted actors, like they they're actors in in, in inside,、uh, but they may be a little bit more shy, or you know they pursue the animation route. But they're basically the people that breathe life into these puppets.、Um, they give them characters, they give them life, and they're the one that kind of determine the movement and the performance of these characters. Okay. So, yeah, and then after that, if your character has any cloth on there, the department simulates the cloth would would take a pass on that using the animation's base. And then、uh, you pass it down to lighting. Now these assets obviously is being textured already, being looked at already.、Uh, and、uh, when it comes to lighting, the lighting artists place the lights, they render the images out, and they take it into compositing. They integrate the effects elements like smoke, fire, you know, explosions, stuff like that, and they get their final images out of the compositing department. What would、mm-hmm. you say is the difference between creating animation for a game、mm-hmm. and creating animation for a short film or feature-length film? Well,、uh, animation for games it needs to serve a purpose. Right, so clearly the company is paying for these pieces, and they need to get you know use out of them. So a lot of time, I think the difference is its purpose. It's not purely you know art for art's sake. There should be a message that we are embedding into these pieces. There should be something that we're making the audience feel.、Um, that's what makes it valuable. And doing it shorter, like format compared to like an animated feature, the demands are quite different because we only have a very short amount of time to get people hooked、um, to watch the rest of the content. But the advantage I think we have is、um, we're building off characters from、uh, our IP. 
and from our games. So this is hopefully not the only time you get to see this character in action. Ideally, you will be playing or interacting with this character in the game. So we're one of the medium that built up this fleshed-out, believable character. Right. Yeah. As the director of animation,、mm-hmm. do you have any say in? Potential ideas for new games or anything, or do they just usually give you the idea that's going to happen and you animate it? So, Blizzard has a, a core value that's every voice matters. So, a lot of time, you know, when even when the dev team is developing a new game, they do internal testing and they are all always curious about feedback from you know、uh, people at Blizzard. And when we do you know public testing, we're also very curious about feedback from you know our, our audience, our players. So. Definitely, I would say it's a collaboration with the game team.、Um, I would like to think that we inspire each other. So there are times that the game team comes in with a very clear idea. You know, this is what we want. This is the characters we want in there. There are times they come in with a very loose and abstract idea, and you know, and we will get to have a lot more kind of、uh, participation or input on how the final piece will come out. So I, I think it's it's. Two-way street.、Yeah. Okay.、Mm-hmm. Okay. Out of all of your creations at Blizzard, what、mm-hmm. are you most proud of? Ah,、uh, there's a lot. <laughs> I mean, obviously, people who are in this industry, who's doing this kind of stuff, they are passionate for the medium, like we're working with, right? I would say that I'm extremely proud of the Overwatch shorts, because at the time when when we Sat down and talked about making the first one. It looked like a impossible task. The company、Why? came in and say, "You know, we want you guys to do a lot of these, so you need to keep your budget down, you know, to a certain you know reasonable price. But the quality needs to be really high and need to tell engaging story. And it's also a visual style that we, as as a company, we're not known for. Like as a company, I think we're known our cinematic department at least. We're known for high fidelity, hyper real." Kind of animation, so to go into this kind of very stylized cartoon look,、um, it's a lot harder than we thought.、Uh, we did a, we did a bunch of tests in the beginning, trying to figure out how how do we how are we going to do this, including looking at different renders, looking at the style of animation, and that's when we realized, you know, it, although visually it's less complex compared to our usual stuff, it has its unique challenges. So I'm. Particularly proud of the Overwatch series that we have done. I, I feel like it did a good job serving the the game.、Um, technically, we、uh, we were able to improve as a studio as well、um, after doing these pieces. And I think I would like to think we also expanded our kind of art vocabulary, if you may, you know, on how to execute different styles. So that's definitely one thing. The other thing is recently we've been working on these animated shorts for World of Warcraft. Again, the challenge is somewhat similar. We want more content in a shorter amount of time because <laughs> we usually do one, you know, for the announcement. This time they want quite a few of them, you know, to carry out、um, kind of supporting the game narrative through the years. So so far we've done three. Aside from the announcement, that makes total four pieces in very high fidelity, hyper real look. Okay. And I'm proud of the the team for you know be able to execute that because it's it's a ton of work、uh, compared to the pace we're used to before. Right.、Mm-hmm. And. Uh, is a feature-length film in the works? I love trolling the、uh, YouTube channel, reading the comments, and I think a lot of fans are saying that it's a great idea. Right now, I think we'll we'll just bring it back to the、uh, headquarter and and kind of talk to people about that. I think there's a lot of pieces that need to align for a feature feature film to come out for a company like Blizzard. We're so careful with our content,、um, and we're very you know much obsessed with quality, making sure quality is is up to our our you know standard. So. Always 
cool to talk about that and think about that for sure. Right. Yeah. Okay. And can you tell me how does your content influence the narrative of the game? A lot of time, when you announce a new game or a new title, our cinematic will be there to kind of introduce the IP to the world. So uh, usually, I've heard people refer to this within Blizzard. The tip of the spear, like you guys are the one that's going to come in and introduce first impression、uh, of the game. Overwatch is a classic example. The cinematic、uh, announcement cinematic was shown at、uh, BlizzCon, and people who were in the audience has no idea what they are looking at. This is before even we show any gameplay, so it kind of came out as a surprise for everyone. But it kind of speaks for the power of great animation and shorts because you 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 can very quickly within. Four or five minutes capture people's imagination and get them extremely interested in、mm. what product you're selling. So that's definitely one value that we provide. Other values we apply is basically you have a game, and you want to take your player from point A to point B, but along the way, because of certain limitations or the duration or the content、uh, within the game, you're going to miss some parts that you you know you hope you want your players to see and、uh, to get a deeper dive at. And that's where we come in, and we're able to provide that kind of support for games like World of Warcraft, which obviously in the game there's strong narrative built in, but we are there to support them and kind of enrich that narrative and make it even deeper and wider.、Um, so that's another use of our content. And going back to Overwatch, the game itself doesn't really have much narrative. It's a, a multiplayer shooter and also competitive shooter,、uh, esport game. So what we do is basically every time you hopefully you play the game, you remember. Some of the shorts that we have done before, and you remember the character's backstory and the background. So far, we have done ten、uh, pre-render shorts、uh, in Overwatch, and for those who's paying attention, you can see they're interweaving into each other, and there's like a bigger narrative being built、um, within the ten ten shorts. Okay.、Yeah. Mm-hmm. I don't know if I could say that, but I think it's pretty obvious <laughs> for people who's watching it. Yeah. Can you tell me what you're working on now for Blizzard? We that's the part we can't talk about, but I can say that we are extremely busy this year. Okay,、yes. so yeah, <laughs> yeah. Okay, <laughs> cool stuff should be coming. Okay,、yeah. are you a big video gamer now that you work for Blizzard, or were you before that you started? Yeah, it's funny because when I came in for the interview at Blizzard's, part of it's luck and timing. In 2006, it was like the golden age for、uh, computer graphics. It was weird. It was kind of bizarre, even for students out of school. Uh, companies for you to come in to interview, they will send a limousine to pick you up. Like that's how desperate every every studio is. Like we need high high quality artists.、Um, so when I graduated that year, I put my demo reel online. I didn't apply to any company. It was just like put it online, put it on some forums, and you get like seventy plus、uh, job offers. Like they just Pull in, you know. They need people. So when I went to Blizzard, Blizzard wasn't really like, oh, I need to get into Blizzard. Blizzard is another company I was evaluating, you know, because I got quite a few companies to evaluate. But when I went into the interview, the first question they asked is, you know, what game do you play from Blizzard? I'm like, oh, okay, that's. <laughs> I play some StarCraft. I play some Diablo, you know. And and they're like, okay, well, you know. What do you like? And I said, Well, I'm I'm actually a movie person. Like、mm. I I wouldn't consider myself a game person. And、uh, I thought I totally blew it the interview. I you know, but、uh, they ended up giving me a, a good offer, and you know, I joined Blizzard.、Um, and now it makes sense because there was the cinematic department that was interviewing me. They were、mm. looking for people that are passionate about movie. But after you got into Blizzard, it's hard not to love the games.、Uh, you know, as a as a game company, I think our game has this 
And this is this is a little bit biased because I work for the company, but right. I do think Blizzard uh, games comes with extreme polish, and it's so polished you can't ignore that. You know, every time you launch a Blizzard game, you know you're dealing with a Blizzard game. It's right. a it's a completely different standard, it's a completely different quality compared to, in my opinion, at least compared to other competitors in the in the market so i end up playing a lot more games <laughs> these days i do two hours uh, of gameplay every night um, it's a oh, great wow. way for me to because we, we play as a group a lot of blizzard animation folks uh, will, will jump on the computer after work and play games together so it's a great social kind of event for people that work there it's also a great way to release stress because you know since i don't get to work on the game itself i don't look at the game and stress out but if i look at animations i start putting my you know, critical <laughs> classes on and go, huh, they could have done better there. I see what they did there. But with a game, I don't think like that. I can completely unplug wow. uh, from that world. So games we play these days, Overwatch, um, we still go back and play Diablo 3 a lot and also uh, StarCraft 2. StarCraft 2 is one of those games that will just never die. It's just every couple of months, you kind of want to go back and just play it again. So, right. Yeah. It's interesting what you said about so many companies wanting animators in 2006 because I feel like now it's very difficult to get a job in animation. Ah, the second gold age is coming. Is it? Yeah. Mm. So actually, currently, we definitely feel the pain of uh, animation artists being hot commodity. It's a lot harder to hire. We actually sense that. So we think the second golden age is coming. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> I'd like to hear what advice you would give to people looking to get into animation. Mm. I think unless you're like a pure programmer, if you do any sort of art, visual related stuff, fundamental art knowledge is so important. It doesn't matter whether you sculpt you know, uh, in clay or you draw or you paint. It, d- it doesn't re- really matter what media you use. But a very strong art foundation, in my opinion, is critical. Like all the best CG artists I've seen, they have very, very strong traditional uh, art background. Maybe they didn't go to school, but they spend a lot of their personal time kind of perfecting their their skills. It's all about hand-eye coordination, right? And observation. That's that's the key for all art. And they have perfected them, you know, uh, in other medium before they move into CG. So I think that's very important. I see a lot of younger students today, they kind of get dazzled by the computer stuff and go, ah, ZBrush is so awesome. I can go in and sculpt something really quickly. But they lack a lot of anatomy knowledge. You know, how does a animal gets put together the muscle the bones and stuff like that Um, so i think fundamental knowledge is very important i also think knowing what you want to do is important Uh, a lot of students they have a tendency to make a short film and that's great you know if you want to be a director one day or you want to be a good animator um, animating your character is a great way to go about it but if you want to be a great animator animate (laughs) maybe get together with a bunch of uh, classmates and, you know, figure out you would do the modeling, you would do the texturing, you would do the lighting, I'll do the animation. And he would do, you know, rig and sim, you know, mm. kind of focus and specialize. Because when we want to hire someone, especially I, I, I would imagine this for most film studios, I need you to come here and within a month I need you to produce, right? Mm. So the more you can get your hands on semi-real world experience, the easier for me to consider that, yeah, this person can come in, sit down and start cranking out stuff. Wow, okay. Um, So that's also a a suggestion I always tell students in this industry. One last thing is demo reel. Your demo reel is your 
business card is your identity. So if you want to get a job, you know, most likely it's going to be because you're demo reel. We will consider uh, to hire a person. We will always look at the demo reel with the sound turned off. So please don't put in any music. It's just it's kind of annoying because not everyone has like sound control. So if you leave the sound on, it could get really loud. And one demo reel, next demo reel could be really quiet. Unless it's an animation piece, you're doing lip sync, character talking, lip sync, you leave the sound on. Otherwise, we don't need the music. You only have 30 seconds to really get our attention uh, because after the first 30 seconds, like there are times we're reviewing 300 artists at, at one goal for one position. So we don't have the time to sit down and watch the whole 10 minutes of your demo reel. So put, always put your best stuff in the first 30 seconds, the stuff that you want to impress us with. And be selective about what you put in there because um, I think a lot of students want to show diversity and, you know, like I can do plants, you know, uh, rocks and character, guns, tanks, cars, you know. It's cool if all of them are solid. If they are not solid, pick your best one. Mm. Because what we will do is we'll look at your weakest piece and say that's what how you're going to perform day to day. Because we will assume the better piece, you had better mentor, somebody helped you, More time. or you lucked out, <laughs> or yeah, you had a lot of time to polish. We look for the weakest piece, and that's kind of how we judge a person's work like is usually out of the whole demo reel if you get past the first 30 seconds when we watch the whole thing we go back and we find the weakest piece and we sit down and we, we discuss it and go okay imagine if that's what this person can do every day is that good enough wow that's very so i think be selective is important yeah yeah that's it for this week's episode of taiwan talk I'd like to thank Stephen again for joining me. For more information about Blizzard Entertainment, head to www.blizzard.com. Don't forget to tune in next week for an all-new episode. As always, remember to take care of yourselves. I'm Sheree Felice. <laughs>